audio ministry of Grove Park Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina. We pray you will be blessed by today's message. I invite you to take your copy of God's Word and turn to Luke chapter number 2. Luke 2, a very familiar passage of Scripture for us tonight. Scripture says, in, the day, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. And wrapped him in swaddling cloths. And laid him in a manger. Because there was no place for them in the inn. Would you pray with me? Father, we have heard these words told multiple times in multiple ways. We've heard Linus speak of it in Peanuts. We've heard it in every children's pageant. We have heard it recounted and recounted and recounted. And Lord, we know that sometimes in the recounting, just becomes dry and so Lord we pray today that you would reinvigorate it in our hearing by your spirit that we could find new truths with which to continue our pilgrimage with you Father bless me with the words that are needed for those gathered here we make our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. If everything that we hear is to be believed, this may be one of the loneliest Christmases most of us have ever experienced. The public health warnings against large family gatherings possibly having to quarantine from an exposure or maybe you're quarantining because you have tested positive will cause many of us this Christmas to lament that it will not be a normal Christmas as we have been accustomed to. A year that has robbed us of so much of the familiar returns to rob and plunder some of our most cherished traditions and celebrations. 
just doesn't seem right. But what if we took a moment and looked at the nativity narrative in Luke through fresh eyes to see just how closely our current experience this Christmas parallels with the first Christmas that the world ever experienced. For instance, have you ever taken the time and thought to yourself, why is there no room at the end? Maybe you're thinking that Bethlehem is a lot like my hometown of Richlands. It's a, it's a one little motel place. And because uh, Mary and Joseph didn't get in on Priceline early enough, they didn't get their reservation in time. But just for a moment, remember what the Scripture says. Remember that the scripture says that Joseph is going to Bethlehem. He is going to Bethlehem and everyone he knows is going to their own place of lineage to be registered. So Joseph's family, his extended family around Galilee, will certainly be there to be taxed. There will be a, a, a passel of cousins and aunts and uncles we would have to think that is also present there in Bethlehem and yet none of these people had room for Mary and Joseph they didn't have room for them in maybe homes that already existed there they didn't have room for them in the, in the inn that was already there. They didn't have room for them. Maybe if they had pitched a tent out uh, near where the shepherds are grazing with their sheep. They didn't have room for them anywhere. And so off in a, in, in a cave, Mary and Joseph go. In a society that is known for hospitality, this is the most inhospitable of moments. And we must question, why? Why? Beloved, we sit on the other side of all this, where it's settled fact. And we forget that when all of this is occurring, in the, in the time that it's occurring, it's not settled fact. You and I can, can believe with certainty that Mary really is bearing a child that is conceived by the Holy Spirit. But for a moment, do we think that everyone else did? That they just took it as a matter of fact that this 14-year-old girl really is telling the truth? And though we know Joseph was a, was a righteous man, the scriptures tell us that in the Gospel of Matthew. Did he really have a dream that confirmed all this? Or maybe he just had some bad lamb 
and had indigestion. Joseph's family is saying, Joseph, don't do this. Joseph, your life could be ruined. Joseph, don't let love blind the righteous thing, which is putting her away. Or maybe, Joseph, your righteousness had a, had a weak moment. And this child really is yours, Joseph. Maybe you should just fess up. Have you ever taken the time to think that the reason why Mary and Joseph were stuck out in the cave while everyone else can get room service is because Joseph's family that is gathered there in Bethlehem is ashamed of them. And so they have shunned them. And for just a moment, think about Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph know the truth. Mary and Joseph have done the right thing. They have, they have listened to all the right guidelines. And yet they are separated from family. Surrounded by family, but they can't access them. They're alone. Doesn't that sound like us tonight? We're doing the right thing. We're, we're quarantining. We're not doing the large gatherings that we're accustomed to. We're, we're trying to take care of everyone. But we find ourselves alone. And our heart aches because we really just want to be with everyone. We want to experience the joy of a massive family reunion. And so like Mary and Joseph, we should take a moment and realize that in our heartache, a couple of things happen for them and for us. The first thing that we need to remember is that God enters the picture the scripture says that while they were there Mary gave birth to her firstborn child now we have this nice cuddly um, image of the Christ child with this angelic features all around him uh, Scarlett when she drew the baby Jesus just now uh, put a little smiley face on him We don't think about the fact that in that manger is the God of all creation. We forget the fact that, that in that compact little child, maybe, maybe 19 inches, is an omniscient, omnipotent God who has stepped into history in a way that he has never stepped into history before. The same God who spun the world into existence is the same God who cries out for nurture from Mary. 
Hope, beloved, sometimes arrives in small packages. Packages like the Christ child. And maybe because of its smallness, it's a small consolation to us right now. But we should remember that the name of that child is Emmanuel. God with us. And God is truly with us. Just as that small babe will one day grow up to be a, a great vanquisher of death and hell, of sin and oppression in the world, that even right now, in the midst of, of all the turmoil that surrounds us, of all the heartache, of all the separation, of all the sorrow, that God is right now at work, working to bring all things together for our good. And He's not doing it from some distant place, but God, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, dwells with you. Truly, God is with us. Now we should take a moment and, and note something about the attire that God has. You say, well, he's, he's, he's gone from being uh, an infinite God to, to putting on flesh. Yeah, yeah, I know that part. But, but there's something in the text that gives us a hint about something. The Bible tells us that Mary wrapped him in swaddling cloths. Now you and I think about swaddling cloths and, and our mind goes to one spot, or at least mine does. When Scarlett was a baby, we couldn't, she was a sneaky little thing and she could get out of every blanket we swaddled her in and and. Uh, so we, we found this thing called, a, I think it was called a magic swaddle. And she couldn't get out of it, and so it meant that she was, she was compact in that, that blanket. And by the way, you, you, if you are expecting, let me go ahead and tell you, for your own sanity, go ahead and order one of those blankets right now. Because it's a wonderful thing. But that's not what Mary had. Mary and Joseph had had a, a long journey from, from, from Galilee to, to Bethlehem. and They didn't know how it was going to go for them. There might be something that come up along the way. Mary is with child. Something could go dangerously wrong with this child. And the next thing you know, Joseph will have lost Mary. And so, because of how they traveled back then, because modern health care was not there, they carried these long strips of cloth and we can they used them to swaddle babies yes but they also used them to wrap corpses to be buried something isn't it something that there in the manger lies life wrapped up in the cords of death. 
It also, though, makes me think about us, right? Makes me think about us right now where death seems to, to permeate all around us. Where every day is marked by a new death count. Not just death count from COVID, but deaths from other things that are being exacerbated by an overwhelmed hospital system or by the, the mental health crises that we were already in is growing perpetually worse. Here in the midst of life, we are surrounded by death. But remember something, beloved. That this will not be the last time Jesus finds himself wrapped in swaddling cloths. For some 33 years from this night, he will find himself again awakened in a garden tomb wrapped in swaddling cloths after he has defeated everything after he has defeated death after he has obliterated the divide between us and God remember hope comes in small packages and because of those swaddling cloths, we are reminded that through Jesus Christ, as Howard has already prayed tonight, we are one in the family. And so while we may be scattered, while we may be far from our loved ones, while we may be far from, from all of our normal traditions of this night and tomorrow night and of this season, it is a reminder to us, beloved, that we are all together. We are one family. And there's a, a cord that binds us all together. And that in the midst of sorrow, in the midst of hurt, in the midst of pain, yes, tonight we can again experience what the hymn writer described as the thrill of hope. That a weary world can rejoice for on this, O holiest of nights, God has forever said, Welcome to the family. To the first holy family who was excluded, he gave greater ties of family. To us tonight, who feel so excluded, he again says, there is family. And so as we come to the table, as we come to the table of grace tonight to commemorate the fact that through Christ's sacrifice on the cross, we are welcome into this family. We also remember that from this table we can, can hold on to the fact that there is sufficient grace 
that will get us through this dark night, that will get us through this time of separation. Just as that grace was provided to Mary and to Joseph to deal with their family separation, so it will be for us. And it's a reminder again, too, to look beyond this night. To look beyond this night and to remember that there is a day coming where the whole family will be together. Where the whole family will gather around the table of God. And we will rest from our labors. And we will say all praise to Thee, King of kings and Lord of lords. And that day will all begin, will all be wrapped up because of an excluded family in a cave in Bethlehem. We are family, beloved. Don't forget that. Let's pray. Father, We feel so distant. We feel distant from one another. We feel distant from you. But, Lord, we know that through the, the incarnation of Jesus that we are all brought close together. We are brought close together to one another. We are brought close together to you. And so, Lord, on this night of commemoration of the incarnation, we pray that just as you were near and dear to that holy family in the cave so long ago, that you will be near and dear to us and that you bind us together that we could experience your hope and your peace knowing that it is in that babe that has been outpoured the, the love of the ages that we can never be separated by from that our mouths will be filled with joy joy as the angels sang joy as the shepherds responded joy that calls us now all to table for we ask these things in Jesus name Amen we hope you enjoyed today's message please join us next Sunday morning for worship at 11 o'clock on Facebook live for more information and resources regarding our church please visit groveparkchurch.net and remember Grace abounds.